0: So studying abroad has always been a dream of mine. I had always hoped to travel around the world and work in different countries. Um, And so when I was going to college, that was the big goal. My major is global studies focusing Europe and minoring in French. Um, So it's kind of an expectation uh, within the major itself to go abroad. Um, And it became true for me this semester. I was studying abroad in Strasbourg, France, um, taking classes um, and also doing field research and a local internship. Um, And everything was going wonderful and then two months in we were called to come home due to the coronavirus situation Um, suddenly dreams shattered and like everyone um, just learning a new normal learning how to live at home how to do things online Um, but study abroad at a distance and online it's a bit tough um, to do and so just from talking with some friends in the similar situation and just reflecting upon my own struggles every day. I thought about what if we compiled all our experiences and our struggles and and try to find our own community in this um, so we can make the most out of it and so that our our experience won't be lost um, in this whole crisis. Uh, And so I thought, perfect. This sounds like a great idea for a broadcast episode. Um, So, in this episode, um, I compiled uh, the experiences of a few friends that were studying abroad in different countries in Europe. And in it, we share our common challenges, our responses. um, And essentially, I come up with some creative ideas on how to continue the abroad experience and make the most of it. So, welcome in to another episode of All About Attitude. So I got to talk to five different friends, um, and they were all studying in Europe. I have one friend was in Dublin, Ireland. Um, two friends were studying in Italy, two separate programs, one in Milan and one in Florence. Um, and then um, it was two of my friends in my own program in Strasbourg. Um, so thank you, ladies, for being so wonderful and sharing um, your experiences with us. Um, and the first challenge that kind of everybody talked about uh, across the board was the feeling of disappointment Um, and it makes so much sense because we all had worked so hard to get to study abroad you know the financial the academic preparation um mental emotional just like everything that personally goes into picking up your stuff um moving you know, across the pond to spend four months, five months, um, abroad and, and make the most of it. Um, and I loved one of my friends, Emily, she called it a privileged disappointment. If my study abroad ending is the worst thing that I'm going through right now, you know, it's not that bad, um, to what other people are struggling with through this crisis, whether it be unemployment, health issues, um, the loss of someone, whatever it is. Um, and it is, it is indeed a privileged disappointment, um, but a disappointment nonetheless. Um, and I remember I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast. Um, and, uh, one of the things she was talking about is like the last thing we need to be doing right now is comparing ourselves and comparing, our loss and to say, like, I don't have, you know, the right to be sad about this because other people are in such a worse situation. But ultimately, everybody has a cross to bear. Um, and we all get the chance to validate our feelings um, and how we respond to them and putting them in perspective is um, the big goal. So we all just kind of got to. Get it off of her chest to say i am disappointment uh disappointed because i had these goals and now they're not there i know for me that was really tough um especially as we were kind of starting to face that impending doom that we were gonna go home at some point point. and um i remember talking to my family and saying like i had worked so hard for this specific internship You know, the the main point of this whole program was the internship was to really get to see what life and working abroad look like because this is where I want to get to um, after graduating. Um, And another challenge of this disappointment was, um, you know, we we, most of us got sent home um, two months into the internship or into the study abroad and like um my friend autumn what she was saying is i was just getting comfortable like i was finally in a place where i felt comfortable with the language where i was like just feeling so much sure of myself and my friends um you kind of get stuck in the what ifs right like where would i have been in three months you know where my french would have been so much better by then The second challenge um, was the transferring of those big goals into an environment that is not really conducive to accomplishing them. So one of the more obvious ones um, that I talked to about with my friend Kayla was that language goal, right? I mean, she said like that was the main goal of going to France was um, become fluent in this language and just getting to talk to locals and getting to use this language in a professional setting um, and it's hard to, to practice that because this is very hard to replicate the same conditions I know maybe on the personal level um, I had my friends talk about you know her goal of independence um, of getting to travel different places to learn to be on your own to figure out um, how to buy those train tickets how to manage um, traveling to three four different countries (laughs) in a weekend Um, like that desire for independence which I think is is a big one when people study abroad Um, so how do you do that when you are confined to the same space um and finally and i think that goes out there for everyone um certainly for any student um trying to do school online and that is motivation how do you keep going with online classes with your online work um i know that for me autumn and kayla who were in the same program it's very hard because right now we're trying to do um Uh, our memoir which is um, almost like a dissertation how do you keep yourself accountable of how much you have to write every day and talking to your advisor through zoom facetime whatever it is and so we've just been talking about that being like oh it's just that motivation to sit down and write that paper every day and in along with the motivation comes that every time you open your computer Every time you go um, sign into Zoom to watch your online class, it's like that wound is still so fresh and it stings every time that you go to work to say, I am trying to learn French, but I'm not in France. I am trying to do field research in an internship that I never got to do. Um, kind of transitioning from that talk about challenges into what the responses have been for each of um, these friends have been, Our feelings are valid. We recognize them. They're there. But we're trying to keep them in perspective. And I love that in all of our conversations, the ultimate goal was gratitude. Was seeing things through um, the lens of, I am thankful for this. Like, yes, I didn't get this like I planned it, like I envisioned it. But I did get this for a while. But I am getting this out of the whole situation. Um and so I love that that is the foundation. So let's talk about some of the responses that these beautiful ladies um have taken um to their study abroad at a distance. First one was giving themselves a time to process everything that happened to process the two months that they were in during their study abroad. I know this is something I did, and and, um, my friend Saya talked about this, was journaling. Um, Talking to friends who are in a similar position, right, that you feel understood by them. Um, And I love the aspect of journaling. That's just um, something I do every day, and it's just so nice. There is something about taking everything thought and feeling that's in my heart and my um, mind and just transferring it onto paper and being able to see things a little bit more concretely um and it's like all these thoughts that are up in a cloud in my head and just being able to kind of put them into categories kind of just bringing them down and seeing them for what they are um on paper is just so helpful Uh, The second thing was getting in the headspace. So when we talk about the motivation at work, um, getting into the headspace of, I need to do this research, I need to continue my study abroad experience. Um, And I loved, um, Kayla talked about this, but kind of like creating a French space. So like, if I'm, if she was trying to continue practicing her French, she was saying, like, for a little while, I kind of go into my room and make everything French, right? Everything I listen to French, even if it's in the background, um, because my family around is not going to be speaking French, that's okay, I can create this for myself for a little while. Um, I myself did this, um, in one of, like, just an area of my room, um, I put all my decorations, um, postcards, like anything that reminded me to Strasbourg and that came from Strasbourg. I just like compiled it, put it in a place that I could see it every day and remind myself what a beautiful place I was in and that it's still part of what I'm trying to do now, the place that I'm still trying to get to know, it's there. Um, So that visual reminder um, and that kind of space just really helps you kind of get into the, the mood, um, to keep working and to keep building that connection um third point third response is taking advantage of the situation emily talked about this she said you know it is true that we have to like it's really hard to continue this um whole thing um online classes is really hard but the classes look very different to the regular academic um structure that we have when we are back in college. So we have maybe a little bit more flexibility. Um, and obviously that depends on your program, but, um, it is also the case for me with, with research. Like I get to have a little bit more of, um, flexibility on how I schedule my work. Um, and so take advantage of that. (laughs) Um, and finally the last point that they talked about was putting things into practice so still um trying to make that connection with the culture by talking in the language um i know kayla and i are trying to send each other Marco Polos, which are like video messages and we send them in talking in french um or we set up a time to talk to other people in our program um in french um Another one is listening to a podcast um, in the language. I've been trying to do that while I work out, listening to a a French podcast, um, watching a regular TV show, um, reading in the language, whatever it is um, that you don't necessarily need to do more things because certainly in this whole situation, it's very hard to find motivation as we already talked about. So it's more like just kind of tacking on to what you're already doing. Courtney talked a lot about this, and Saya did too, of taking a passion, um, taking something that you love to do, and linking it with the culture, um, so, um, <laughs> my Italy girls, they are cooking, um, pasta, they're cooking for their families, um, they both said, you know, we went for to Italy because we love the food, um, so trying to recreate that, um, so those are some of the responses um, my friends uh, have taken towards this whole situation. And the final and my final question to them was, how can I support you um, just continue this whole uh, study abroad at a distance? And so I just wanted to compile um, some resources. Uh, so the first thing is, um, I just want to offer encouraging words. And to say, especially as I saw in this kind of short interviews with my friends, is that we are not alone. Um, There are so many students that were studying abroad and that they're going through the very same things. No matter what type of program, no matter the country you were in, like there is a clear commonality. So there is a community out there. And my hope is that I can make that community more visible to students um the second thing which is what most uh my friends asked me it was saying like i just don't know where to find that motivation and mainly the endurance not just to finish out the study abroad but when questioning like what is next right what does this experience look for me in six months when i look back on it whether from a personal standpoint or from a professional standpoint, how do I market this to possible employers and interviews? Like, um, I thought a lot about this because I was banking on this internship for future job opportunities to say, I got all this professional experience in a different culture. I don't quite have that yet. So, um, so the first thing, and in thinking about finishing out this semester um is making a routine it's very hard uh, because you gotta tailor it to yourself and because you have to have that self-discipline of i'm gonna stick to it and the other reason why it's really hard to make a routine is because there's not like this outside sources that are just kind of helping you build it like it's totally up to you of when you schedule things Um, So I want to share with you a couple of things that have been very helpful to me in building my own routine. The first thing is find two to three activities that function like daily check-in points um, that are almost like pillars to your routine so that they are set and done something you can rely on every single day. Um, The first thing is that I actually (laughs) kept um, the same timeline of work that I used to have in my internship. I would go into my internship from 10 to 12, and then I had a lunch break from 12 to 2, and then I went back to work from uh, 2 to 5. Um, and that was a general guideline. But um, I really liked it because that gave me time in the morning uh, to just kind of do my own thing, to get ready, um, give me some time in that lunch break to um, just, you know, have a good lunch, uh, have some. Downtime, some prayer time. Um, So it was very uh, just re energizing. And then after working, I still had time to um, maybe get together with some friends, um, do some work, schoolwork. Um, So it just broke the day down um, very comfortably uh, and helped me be very productive. And those time checks, they were just so helpful. So one of those first pillars was, was the morning routine um and that was it has been waking up at 7:30 30 to um, have some prayer time and then um to work out um at 8 a.m and then have some breakfast time and get ready and then all of that um to finish up at 10 and knowing that at 10 i'm going to start working on research um so that was really helpful because it gave me um, that structure with those set pillars, but it also helped me stay connected to um, the schedule I had during my internship in France, uh, which was an added bonus. And some of the other aspects of having this two to three activities as pillars um, just remind me to something that Emily was talking about. She was saying like, I want to have a structured time, but also a flexible routine where I can just change things around um and i agree a hundred percent with her because the whole aspect of coronavirus and the main skill we're all going to be coming out of this with is flexibility is learning to adapt um so that's why i talk about these two to three you know set activities set pillars um so you can have structure but there can be room for um movement so third point is i call them hashtag days um so kind of when you have like throwback thursday um assign a day for something so for instance i've been taking up again my podcasting so i'm making saturdays my day to work on that so if you kind of assign a day for a a bigger activity or um, something you need to keep working on that can give you um again like we talked about that structure but it can be something that you look forward to Autumn talked about this, which is my next point, daily goals. Um and I find that always writing these down help a ton. Um so make them small. I tend to be the type of person that is like, "No, I can do better." And so <laughs> I make really big goals and then it's really hard to keep the endurance and the motivation going because you just they're too big to accomplish um so for instance for um the girls in my program uh were we all have the same advisor and he suggested write a page and a half every other day you can do that that's small enough now if you write three pages on a day great awesome but know that if you one day you said oh i only got to a page and a half that feels like it wasn't that much i achieved my goal my next point um especially um courtney talked about this saying like i want to look long term of how do i continue to become a global citizen i think this is great because if anything study abroad is supposed to be an experience that um really challenges you to look at the world differently and even look at yourself differently um so my suggestion on this is taking initiative and i think this is something you can really market um in future uh job opportunities and and just for yourself is where were you taking initiative during this whole crisis that is going to be key and so you can take initiative to reach out to people in your program to reach out people that you met even if it was briefly in your host university um talking with the staff of your program, like reaching out to them so that you can maintain relationships, that you can um, maybe have time for that language practice. So um, I love that our director in Strasbourg has been so good about talking to us and and really making himself available to just chat. Um, And finally, I talked a lot about this with the routine, have an accountability buddy. I do this with my friend Kayla specifically when it comes to writing our paper. Uh, We'll send each other a little message and be like, I am writing my paper, I'm sitting down to write it, please check in with me like an hour and say thank you, wrote half a page. Um, Maybe check in once a week with somebody. Um, It's just so nice to have someone who is with you, supporting you, um, and can help you step by step. So hopefully this will be some concrete ways in which you can um, finish your study abroad um, at a distance uh, on a positive note. And I know something I was really worried about was just what will this look like in six months? Um, How will I look back at this experience? Will I always link it with the disappointment of having to come home? Um, And certainly that will be part of the memory. But I really do believe that we do have a say on how we respond to things. Uh, Our attitude can have a huge impact on the outcome. So thank you for listening in. I hope that you will find these tips helpful. And I'm curious to hear how it's going. Um, If you have any other ideas um, you would like to share, for other study abroad students out there and with me. So please feel free um, to share some of those responses and tag me All About Attitude 21 on Instagram. Um, I can't wait to hear um, about how it's going. Um, so thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode of All About Attitude.